must have lost. Oh, there we are. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Dos Acero Football Podcast, a Yamerito production brought to you by SoccerChronicle.com. My name is John Jagu. I'm very happy that you're with us tonight, live on YouTube, of course. We uh, anticipate many calls tonight. Uh, as you know, we'll give you the, the, the number to call later, or we can, of course, post it on the YouTube page if you guys are watching live on YouTube, and you can listen to this and all of our previous editions of the Dos Acero Football Podcast. We are very close to having our, our one-year anniversary, if I'm not mistaken. So we've been doing this uh, for a year. It's been a lot of fun. We should... Uh, Maybe one day we'll do a clip show if someone is, uh, is bored enough to actually go through listen to the previous 51 versions and pick out the best spots. Although there are, there are numerous, we could have a like a clip show, like a 24-hour clip show. I think. Anyway, glad hey, to have what, you with us. Hey, what you missed, kind of a podcast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that uh, are just starting to uh, listen to us, you can hear all of our zany antics. But we'll have to do a best of, like the best of Carson, if y'all remember that. Well, thank you for joining us. And again, you can listen to all of our previous editions on iTunes. I am John Jagu. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, we're going to jump right into the most important game of the weekend. Of course, we're talking about Santos and Leon. Of, the, of that game, and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that in, in, in detail. And I think there was uh, another game. I forget what it was on Saturday night. I don't know. No one was paying attention. So that's what we'll be talking about tonight. Santos versus Leon. And of course, we have to bring in our Santos expert to dissect what happened in that game. And we're talking, of course, of Daniel Preciado, who lives in Escondido, California. Daniel, how are you? Your first well impression. Were, were you sad Good to evening, see Flacco go? See, oh, is that what we're calling him? Isn't that, isn't that his you, name? Flacco Tena? Didn't he get fired? Yeah, but you're. Talking about Cruz Azul. No, no, no. That's Tomas Boy. I mean, um, um, not Cruz Azul, Leon. Leon, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, no, he got fired. He, he, he loses to Santos, and any time any team loses to Santos, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fireable offense, apparently. I, I thought that I thought the Reds weren't so. valid, though, and that that was that they should have given them at least a week's pass. Seems like they they. <sighs> But uh, just the, way, the, just the, uh, the, the cruel guy, Mickey's. It was a, it was an, an interesting game. I mean, Dan, at one I, point I can, it was eleven against eight. I can hear it in your voice. I think that you still you, you miss you miss skinny jeans a little, just just a little. No, no, I don't miss I don't miss any anybody recently. Um, no, no skinny but, uh, jeans. But you know How what? Terrible. A win's a win. I don't even Sometimes know the guy's. Need a little bit of luck. Yeah, I don't even know the guy's name. I just called, been calling him skinny jeans for a year and a half. I couldn't tell you what his name is. Well, now it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> of course, we're we're kidding. We're not. We're not discussing the. I think we just discussed Leon Santos. We're we're done with that. We're going to talk about the Clásico, the big game, the uh, the the very impressive win by by Chivas over their their arch rival Club América in the Estadio Azteca. The Estadio, whatever mojo the Estadio Azteca has had, it, it is just gone. It just it, uh, they remodeled it and it just lost everything. We'll discuss that in, 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 in various lengths and details. We'll get everyone's hot takes on it. 
we'll find out how people enjoyed the game and how people didn't enjoy the game as much. And, of course, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Up next, though, before we jump into that, we do have uh, another neutral in, uh, in, in the Chivas America watching. Of course, I'm talking about Albert El Chiquis Campa, who is a Irapuato fan. He's a, he, he has his Fresero shirt. He wears it every time we do a podcast. How's it going, those Albert? Are, those, are some, those are some good Fresas con crema on the side of the road over there. I'll bet. I was once supposed to go on like a little golfing trip down there to, with some folks down in the valley, but uh, it didn't happen. I was really disappointed because I really wanted to see it. It's a Guanajuato is a really pretty part of the state. Yeah, your uh, your immediate hot take of the uh, the big game. It was, uh, I got to go back to my best of seven series. It was good for Chivas to win, but it, I don't think it would happen. Well, that's uh, the great thing about best. soccer is that they don't play best of seven. Yeah. It sounds like somebody's like out on a boat, and we're hearing like the the boat rocking, and we hear the like the, like the rope being pulled on the on the cleat. Yeah, that noise. So, so you so you you say that Chivas won, but uh, but they're not the better team. Well, I think there's a lot of overreacting going on right now by Vergara, by a lot of Chivas fan, by the America fan, protesting outside the stadium, saying "Fuera Nacho." A little bit crazy going on. Just. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into that in the more detail. Uh, so, uh, thank you, Albert, for joining us as always, and thank you for setting up the technical side of these things. Thank you. With us out in California, we have two uh, two gentlemen who like wearing stripes. First one, of course, is Joel Aceves. Joel, did you get to watch the game live? Or did you see highlights? Did you enjoy it? How, how did you feel? You missed the game. I was disappointed. I, I was looking forward to it, and I had to go to work. Did they not understand? Did, did they not understand at work? Hey, could you not oh, like yeah. watch it on your on your on your phone? Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't have uh, I didn't have enough room to download the Univision app. Oof. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta eliminate some of that porn, Joel. You know, <laughs> choices have to be made. But did you get to see the highlights at least, Joel? Did you, did you, did you, did you enjoy the highlights? I did. I saw a few. Yes, the goals. Yeah. The goals. Yeah. It could have, it, it could have been a massacre. I'll be honest with you. It, uh, it, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Now there's another gentleman who is with us who uh, who normally wears red stripes. We think we think that he's changed his stripes to blue. We're calling him El Cambiaraya. Of course, we're talking about Juan Uribe, who was nay a Chivas fan, but now appears to be leaning more toward the Pachuca blue stripes. But I'm sure that he was able to uh, enjoy the game as a neutral. Am I correct, Juan? You know. As professionals, John, we, we can't take uh, we can't display favoritism of one club over another. So I think uh, you know you have to be careful. Uh, you can't say that you're a Pumse, maybe Pumas or Americas. Or, but uh, you know I did watch the game, and I think I think Beto is completely off base here. Uh, it's very clear Chivas is the better team, have the better bench. Uh, you know they're they're probably at, at this point maybe their squad is maybe a couple million. 
uh, the value of the first team of the first 18 is probably a couple million over America. We'll have to ask uh, probably Fernando <clears throat> to uh, maybe compare the values. He's the expert on that. But but John. Uh, That's why he hasn't joined us yet. He's wonder, busy crunching numbers. Yeah, we have to crunch the numbers. But I wonder if Ronnie was conflicted because I know he he likes the way Chivas is. Uh, has a lot of, uh, you know, 100% Mexican club. They don't have any foreigners, except maybe in the coaching department. So I wonder if he was, uh, maybe he celebrated every every goal, like deep down inside, like his inner uh, uh, Roji Blanco came out, you know. He was able to Juan, do you think it's possible that Ronnie's inner child might be a Chivas fan? I think so, man. I mean, look. Look, look, you know, always the guys that are the loudest against something, they're the first ones that like it the most. Like, if you notice, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie's, Ronnie's a... idol, Trump, Ronnie's idol Trump, you know, he, he flew over to Mexico, he's over there, you know, embracing the president, drinking tequila, <laughs> on the day. So, I mean, down inside, I think, uh, you know, Ronnie and Trump are both Chivas fans. Now, notice, Trump to Mexico until Chivas won the uh, Tres Some very interesting hypotheses being expounded out <laughs> in, uh, in, Long, in Long Beach, right? Yeah, Long Beach, man. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the four or five uh, parking lot. Uh, Jolie's favorite uh, spot. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Well, uh, last but not least, now normally when we herald the arrival of our next guest, we we do play a little theme song. But I think today we're gonna have to play a different a different theme song for uh, for our uh, esteemed colleague from Philadelphia, who is also an America fan. So let's just go ahead. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, Ronnie De Luna from Philadelphia, our resident Americanista. Pretty, pretty rough game. It was uh, John, for an America fan. It was, it was, it was, it was. It must have been John, hard, hard to take. John, to be honest. You know the song "The Thrill Is Gone." I do. It's it, it was like that. I was kind of like, of uh, you know, I was busy or you know busy all day. Uh, I was in the studio finishing up uh, some models. You know, I I I, I, want, I want to hear the end of your story. I really do, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure that if America would have won, I believe that you would be telling a completely different story. No, I do. I do. No, what, 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 I, what, I, what I'm saying is, is like, in that, I don't want to sound like a mamon, okay? But, I mean, you think about it. I mean, America, it's, I've been, I've been so used to, what, you know, seeing them win titles and stuff like that, that it's just, it's like the thrill is gone, you know? So to have Chivas have their day, eh, you know? It's one of those. Hey, hijo la chingada, no mames, güey. Yeah, we don't buy that. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, do you? Did you? Uh, there's a documentary. 
uh, about the, the the team, you know, the miracle. Like, do you believe in miracles? It's Chamflet is not a documentary. That no, is, no, 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 no. It was a movie. <laughs> no, it's an act no. of fiction. The the documentary about the miracle on ice, about the you know the team, you know the you know the hockey team. Right. And uh, they were interviewing the Russian players. So, like, the Russian players, remember, they were a machine for so many years. They were and pros. When they lo- yeah, and when they lost, and when they lost the, 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 the game to the Americans, they were basically on the other side of the ice, and they were just, and they just had, like, this, this look of, like, like, amusement because it's like they kind of enjoyed watching the other team, like, enjoy their moment because for them it, it was no longer, you know, joyous because it was just like a routine. So it, it's like one of those where I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get all upset over one game. And I was talking to Ben. You know, the about fact that you're even reacting to this is is even sadder than the fact that America lost. So I'm gonna have to play this for you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's I, the saddest I, thing I've ever. I, I I'm not like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna. It's like all fire, not trombones, fire, not trombones. Dude, it's a fucking game. It's one game, dude. I'm like, I was like, I was telling you know Beto. I said, why the hell would I piss away everything that they're doing over one game? You know, it's but like you, it doesn't you make did, sense. But, but so so, but from what you described, Do America is now a, a joyless club that, that 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 all their players have now turned into robots, and they they take no joy in in winning or or losing. So why why even bother playing the game? No, I mean, they still, the game still has to be played. I mean, you still have to be, you know, you still have to show humility. I mean, you still have to work. I mean, nothing comes for free, you know, unless you know you're from the other side of the aisle. But that's different. That's for a different podcast. So, um, but again, I, I do believe that you would have a completely. No, I do agree with you, Ronnie. That yeah, it's just one game. It should not. It should not be. You know, no, for, I, for, for fans with the way I, that they're at, I mean, that should be that should have done this for this game, but for any game. John, John, I'll give you I'll give you two two examples two examples, and both of them America. Okay, after remember to 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 date the best you know in the last, I'd, I'd say the last what fifteen years the best team in Liga MX was the team that uh, no no Mario Carrillo, I mean they I mean they they accumulated the most points they went on a. Uh, a record of you know unbeaten streak that you know that that America had from the 1920s. I mean they were a very good team with you know Clever Boas and 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 Piojo Lopez and Valdemo Blanco and all those guys. Well, remember how they fucking crapped out in the quarterfinals against Tigres? Vividly, it's one of my fondest memories of Liga MX. So I have pictures uh, of it. Okay. Well, they, 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 the thing that the thing what happened was that they like on the return, the first game they won they like. So bored that they wanted to try losing to see what that felt. No, no. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is they lost and and they lost in a very you know ugly fashion, one game, but then you know the brainiacs at the, you know at the time, at the you know decided to uh, to basically try to reinvent the wheel, and and it seemed like after that America was struggling. For a while, a couple years. A couple. Like, they went like, they dude, went like ten years without winning a title. That's like no. Well, no, no, that, no, no, no. That that's, was that was that's from, eons. No, that, that's eons. No, no, no. 
That was well, ten, it was actually it was twelve years, but that was from. Oh no, I'm talking about. I'm from, sorry, I'm not saying it was seven years because they were the one in two thousand five. Uh, yes. And then it went again until twenty thirteen. Uh huh. Yeah, so eight years. And I mean, for, there, for for a club like America, eight years that that's that's a, that's a serious drought. But they but they also had other titles like Concacaf and 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 other stuff, you know. Uh-huh. I'm just Sorry. I'm just saying they had other titles, you know. Are we still talking about America's history of ten years ago, Ronnie? Are you living in the past? Are you living on their no. glory? No, of course not. Do you do you still have one of those jerseys like a 2005 America jersey? Is that what you were when you I watched don't the collect, game? I don't collect jerseys, John. Now, if you were to collect a jersey of America, which which flavor which which would you pick for? I know which one I would take if I were ever inclined. Like gun to my head, if I had to buy one, I know which one I would get. I'm curious. Honestly, the, the 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 one the jersey, the one that I liked the most was back in 1999. It was Adidas. Uh, I thought that was a sweet. The, 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 it was the uniform that they played the 2000. Uh, the 2000. Uh, I'm sorry. That yeah. The, I'm sorry. The two. The 2000 uh, Copa Libertadores. <laughs> that was a sweet. That was a sweet uniform. <laughs> That was an, that's, that's the one that had the stripes on the top. It was very simple, clean, and elegant, right? There was nothing. And, and, and had one stripe on 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 the on the short. That's right. like that was a, that's a, that was a very good one. Very conservative, like a, a uniform you could set your watch. See, I like the one from the from the mid '80s, where they have the the yellow and blue like half stripes on the arms and the big. Oh, that's a nice one middle. too. That's a nice one too. But then they had that one for a while. So your 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 assessment then, Ronnie, is I don't you it's you've 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 grown bored, you've won so many things that 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 one loss is like oh whatever it's it's not the end of the world, people. It's not. So it's not. It's not the end of the world. I mean, if this if this was, you know, Chivas, like where the, losing's a tradition and you're not making playoffs and you haven't won a title and I mean the last time they won a title, years. I think my I think my grandfather was still alive and he was you know. Uh, yeah, long time. No, long time. Everything here, they're, they're now, here. One one last question, Ronnie, and I'll open up to the table. When when you punch the wall, did it did, how did, is it, did it make like a Mexico <laughs> losing the, the World Cup hole, or did it just or just just like or just like a regular? <laughs> no, I didn't punch. I didn't punch the wall. Like I said, I was I wasn't I wasn't I was like my concern wasn't even you know mad at the game. It was like Jesus Christ, I'm here. We, it's it's like you know where where. I'm I'm like here we go we're gonna I'm gonna have to hear the same repetitive bullshit, you know it's like, you know like when like the the number one seed loses to the eight seed, it's like, Jesus Christ the same fucking thing over and over and over. It's a fucking game. Tell me tell me they're in a drought. Tell me they haven't made the playoffs in four or five seasons consecutively. Tell me they're fighting relegation and I'll worry, you know. Tell me that and and that's when I'll worry. Ronnie, I hate to tell it to you, but they're they're looking at fighting relegation. <laughs> Actually, I think they, I think that they're like either in first or second place. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and and, and Pumas is like fifth. Chivas actually is like jumped to like ninth or tenth, which is shocking. But uh, now, Albert, you had mentioned and uh, and and your and and it's something that uh, that is probably right. You know, a lot of the you know there's a lot of overreaction going on. They now think that they're the that they're the greatest uh, greatest team since uh, since organized sport took hold in the in the in the mid 1100s because yeah. they won one game. 
And uh, how long do you think that the uh, that the euphoria will last before they lose Albert? May not may not may not be too long. Hey, but, John, hey, John, John, though. Yes, before, sir. Before you move on to Beto, uh, I did want to talk about you know you guys were talking about the, the or, I'm sorry with the Cambiaraya said. You know, talking about you know, like the money and the bench and stuff like that. You know, come to Elias, he should know that Mexican players are more expensive than South American players, as as evidenced that, by what we just saw this week. Yeah, so I mean, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you're, you know, <laughs> obviously that doesn't. Hey, so so let me ask you this, Ronnie: If the Mexican players, uh, based on their value and based on their performances, they're better, what's going on at Club America that they didn't scout these players first? No, they're more, Mexican players are more expensive because of the value that the, our our own clubs, Mexican clubs, put on them. It's not. It's it's not. I mean, I, I'm in 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 an ideal world, value would be you know quality in in the sense, but it, it's not. I mean, you were but, able to get Chamagol. Look, you know, Atlante when they got you know, America, what's the name of, when Atlante got Chamagol when yeah. Atlante got Chamagol they bought him for two million dollars. And Chamagol was already an established player but in the, the old, Liga Mexico. Those, those are old values, Ronnie. Like I mean, See, we're going, to, we're going, we're going, to, we're going ten years back. Dude. Come on, I mean, it hasn't changed. I mean, I, it's changed, but not that much. Hey, hey. you kidding me? Eighteen million. Would you pay eighteen million for a Mexican? Yeah, but I mean, that's a special case. There's no way that he would have been worth that. I mean, the most expensive player. That where they didn't have to pay a shakedown was uh, was Oribe going to Club America. So, so but I'm not I'm, mean, not, sure, I'm not sure what either you, you, I'm not sure what either you all are trying a, trying to prove other than just you know. Oribe is a national team player. Pulido is just a, a a guy coming from a, probably a weaker league than the Mexican league, uh, less competitive. You know, his worth his worth. He's an interesting player that that they were trying to get in for many years. Do you think he's worth eighteen million dollars? Uh, no, man. It was, market value. Look, market value is what someone's willing to pay. So, I think personally, they're an idiot. They're idiots for paying that. Yeah. Personally, I agree with Ronnie. Ronnie are, you, are you mad that Chivas now has some more expensive squad than America now? No. Yeah, he's salty about it. Why? You know, I, I think it, that hurts more than the... Release the Kraken! What, what happened? <laughs> what, what, what has Chivas done? He's coming, though. You heard him. Hey, you got to introduce him. Let's look at what Chivas has done, though, with this season. And they're they're, they're only adding Pulido. They beat Monterrey, who lost to some Panama team. They lost four... That's zip- not true, though. They also added Gallito, they also added Gallito Vasquez, and he's who's on the bench. All of the players that they've added, that they paid good money for, are all on the bench. Okay, so Cholos beats them 4-0. They tie, handily. Handily. Exactly. They, they tie Querétaro. They lose, or they win Chivas. I'd be more embarrassed about tying Querétaro than losing to Cholos 4-0, frankly. Yeah. and then. I know where you're going with this couple. America losing to these guys, man. What does that say about them? That, mean, that says, like the same with the Mexican national team, they play up to their competition. They know this is a huge game. They need to come in there, and they know that they're not playing well. They need to step it up. And they did. They did exactly you know, that. would only apply if Chivas was playing down. But that means that they were playing up. Because, you know, obviously Chivas is all full of Mexicans. 
in Club America only has like what one Mexican in the lineup, I think, or the, two. The talk, the talk for So technically, it's not Mexico. It's they're not Mexican, so that doesn't apply. Yeah, it's the Mexican national team playing in Argentina or playing uh, Brazil. They play up to their competition. Chivas is a team who, going into this game, America was the better individual, talented team. They went up and played against America. They played up in competition to their level, and they did well. The differences aren't that big, though, Beto. The differences aren't that big between the teams. Sure, they're not that big, but... But Dan, Dan... The only, the only difference in this game compared to the other games is they put away the chance that they created. Uh, in past games, they simply weren't finishing. And that's another point. Uh, Everything but, well for two. I, I think that, that was the difference. So, you know, maybe they're not three goals better. If, if, if Beto's point is that they're not three goals better than America, and, I mean, that's true, but, it, you know, it's, uh, the Casico Nacional, it's not about who's better, it's about pride, man. And clearly, you know, one team stepped it up and the other team had a meltdown including midweek with their with their manager having another meltdown. And that's that's perfect. <laughs> but but hey legit point. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually the way you guys are hyping it up to me is actually beautiful because I've been seeing I've been seeing Chivas hyped up for the last twenty years. And how many titles do they have to show for in twenty years? You know what? I agree with that. This Chivas hype has been messing up. Who's who's hyping them up though? No, read read Twitter, read your Facebook. You know, uh, those are just fanboys though. America has the same yeah, the same type even, of even 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 the news, even the news. I'm saying this Chivas hype. I'm not. I'm not. They won the game. Yes, but I've been the Chivas hype. I've been seeing it for 20 years, and like I said, how many titles do they have to show for in 20 years? I do agree that there is a Chivas. You know, I wouldn't use a 20-year comparison. The thing is that it, you know, when they rub it in their opponent's face, it's not hype. It's, it's but but hold on, hold on. Uh, hey, you're the, you're the coach. You're the coach. That's a golista. Cambia rayas. Cambia rayas. No, 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 no. Okay. That's here, true. No, no, no. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, after after uh, the game, I was watching a bit of the. Uh, I was watching. I was flipping between the uh, the channels. You know, Ultima Palabra, and you know the channels on uh, ESPN and Fox. So, and stuff like so that. for a guy who couldn't be bothered, somehow managed to catch all the post game shows. Just no, I was flipping through the channels just, just to see what out. people were saying. Just pointing it out. Yeah, just pointing yeah, it out. Hey, Ronnie, you you watch too much TV, man. You don't got homework to do. You got of too much course. What do you think I'm TV? doing? I'm building models hey, and watching TV. Sad tissues, John. Sad tissues. Hey, but hey, but here's the thing. One, one of the things. Okay, they won the game, but <laughs> now, hey, hey, be honest, be honest, be honest, uh, Juwan. Spit it out. Be- that ship is sinking for sure, man. Be, be honest. Dude, the Chivas generate offense. Well, the result is obvious. No, 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 no. The Chivas generate offense. They did. That's the they scored three goals. Man, of course. What's that? They did. Wait, they are you asking? Do they regularly, or, or no, did they? No, at the, no, 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 no. Game? What What I'm saying is, in a lot of the discussion, and this is where the Chivas hype was coming in from. That's why I. When I was telling you, flipping through the channels, 
or they were talking about, oh, que estaban generando oh, oh, la ofensiva, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, hold on, wait a minute. How do you define generating offense? Do they keep possession, okay, string no, gener- passes gener- together, and, and, no, 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 and put no, no, a shot no. on goal? Is, is, that, is that what you gen- consider generating gen- offense? Generating is it's, what, it's like Barcelona? Offense. It trickles okay. down from the defense. <laughs> and I think you guys would be hypocritical, and I know some of you guys have chatted for you guys for like you know, decades now in, in, in the forums. You guys used to criticize. You guys used to criticize the NADs for their bunker ball, waiting for the counterattacks, open space, playing the cat and mouse game, and stuff Did like that. Did you see how many players Chivas would push up when they had possession and they were no, on the what, but but did, were they not? Were they not? Were, were they not using the same tactics? Were they not using the same tactics that Bruce Arena uh, would, 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 would used? If they would have been the same tactics, no, it would have been a 2-0. You mean Pelotazo? I'm I'm not sure, Ronnie. What uh, I mean, how you, you how do you define generating offense? Because every time Chivas got the ball back and they oh, got it back no, no. regularly, they they immediately sprang tried to spring. No, and what did you think was going to happen? Ronnie, Ronnie, what what did you think was going to happen? Playing at home, of course. Somebody because right. 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 sounds like Kanye is on our podcast. Let me let me propose a bet and uh, and make a point here. In the next three, what games, are you going to do first? All right, sorry about that. My, I was, uh, in the next three games, I predict Chivas will only get three points maximum. They, they probably get less. And this is against Chiapas, Toluca, and Tigres. So this, this, is, this, is, this is a good, this is a legit win. Anything for beating America, they beat them, they played well. And I don't believe it was bunkering or Bruce Arena tactics. But I, I think it is pure hype. Vergara even said it himself that this is the best team in Mexico right now, and Pulido is going to round out the whole team to make that so. Which is it is cool. the most expensive. You know, Pulido wears his sunglasses during during the game. They might be the best team in history. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out. That's Pern logic. That's Pern logic. They're the most expensive team, and it's gonna be the most overpriced team once they start tying and losing and not well, getting. But that argument is overpriced because they've spent they've spent a lot of money on guys that are on the bench. And that hey, they're obviously not getting. That's how good their team. But that's gonna bite him in the ass. That's gonna bite him in the ass. Fernando, I I I can't tell if if you're a Chivas hater or or a Chivas lover because you're 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 like you're like when it comes to Chivas you're like Janice. It's it's it's, when you get you see both sides. I'm not a cambia rayas, first of all. (laughs) But like I'm just saying that. It 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 sounds like you might be actually. I mean I would I I think you. Turn. You know, for every action, there has to be an equal and opposite reaction. So it wouldn't surprise me at all, Fernando. Now that uh, that that Juan has gone over to Pachuca, I think that like, the only the only way to keep keep balancing the force is for you to come over to Chivas. Hey, we can call both of them Birayas. Hey, that's right. Hey, you're not Cambia Rayas, but are you Cambia Carriles? Oh, snap. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. <laughs> Well, no, like I'm just saying, like Oliveras is building probably one of the greatest teams of all time. 
of all time. Yeah, Never mind the ones in the 50s that won seven titles in eight years. Well, well, Dude, this is those are, those are chicken shit compared to, to what, what, what's coming. Dude, look, just look at that. The most expensive team in Mexico right now. Who cares about money? Pern, Pern, Pern. Monterrey had the most money expensive makes team in Mexico for run, 50 man. years. They won once. Right. One... Hey, Pern, Pern, but that's going to bite him in the ass. And you know why? Because why? they're going to say all this fucking money and nothing to show for it. That's right. But you already predicted the that they're the not going to get anything. You know, it's, hey, guys, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're going to go on a Copa MX Campionissimo watch. Dude, these Europeans, <laughs> a lot of these, hey, a lot of these. <laughs> a lot of these the players, teams, the players they bought, the players they bought, they're not playing. You know, and uh, if if that uh, happened, could you imagine how what how great would be in Guadalajara if that happened? Copa MX campeonísimos. Hey everybody, we're all gonna get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the the refuerzos, the mules, uh, 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 what's the name, Bueno, uh, and uh, Gallito, they haven't been playing. So by the time Liguilla comes around, those players are going to be fresh and injury-free, man, uh, for the most part, I expect, unless an extremely r- bad run uh, of bad luck. Now, Juan, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to assume, and I could be wrong, that, that you've, because you're a professional, you, 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 feel, you feel like the, the, the need to watch as many, as many games as you can. You've probably Pro- seen a lot of Chivas games this year. Professional Camerayas. Professionally, professionally, <laughs> does Chivas counterattack as much? And do, do, is is that their strategy, or is this something that they did specifically for this game? You know, I think uh, you you have to learn to appreciate uh, uh, the qualities of different teams, and and clearly, uh, I think Almeida he definitely learned some lessons, and he maybe he took a, a more proactive uh, approach on the transition. Now, but that doesn't mean that Chivas stayed back and uh, and bunkered like Ronnie said. Oh, did I get cut off? I guess Ronnie left. Yeah, I don't know. Back on. Did he go? Um, no, what happened? What happened? Oh, Ronnie, <laughs> they just ripped into you, dude. It was f- you, f- you, f- you. It was rough. Who said? Who said this? Or what happened? Man, it was awful. Man, it just it just went after you. Just, My advice to you. As you were saying, so so so, but again, you know, as a professional who who may have watched a handful of games, is is this a strategy that they employ a lot, or did they just specifically do it for this game? No, I think uh, I mean, look, you every you should be a good manager at just game to game. They neutralize their opponent's strengths and uh, and exploit their weaknesses, and that's exactly what happened. It wasn't a case of a of a you know the last couple times that the America and Chivas have played each other. It was uh, what's his name, uh, Darwin uh, Quintero. I think Quintero. El científico yeah, I mean, del gol. Yeah, he was absolutely you know, uh, the the slowness of the defense. And I think this time, you know, Chivas they dealt with it a little better. They were able to make quick, quick transitions, and exploit the space. But when they attacked, well, they attacked with numbers. That so wasn't a case of like. Only That's why I was wondering. That's what I was asking because uh, I mean I don't watch Chivas. I mean, believe me, I don't watch uh, Chivas games all that much. But I have caught one or two, and what I noticed in the game was was that the minute the minute they dispossessed America, then they they all they wanted to do was hit them on a quick. I mean, they, they tried it, you know, you know, ten or eleven times in each half. Sometimes they were able to obviously, you know, get it going, 
you know they got a bunch of goals off of it. But it, it seemed like it seemed like it was it was it was a definite strategy. I mean, they they made no effort to just uh, you know just you know to play tiki taka when they had the ball, whatever it is, and let's let's slow this down. I mean, they they made every effort on the other hand to try and hit America as fast as they could, whether whether it was down the flanks or or. Uh, you know, up the middle. John, didn't, yeah, you're the, right. didn't the first goal come in relatively soon? Early? It was like in the 18th, 19th minute. It wasn't, it wasn't so, terribly I mean, soon. So that's, well, I mean, that to me, that also changes the, the tactics also. If you're already up one, then the other team's obligated to, to come forward. So, again, that's playing the situation probably the, the smart way to go just yeah but they were but they were doing that even even when it was zero zero though I mean it was just it was just a thing they did and that's why I was wondering if that's something that they do all the time or if they just did a specific I mean if they saw something in what the way Guamanica was defending and said hey you know what we can really really go after these guys this way and I mean they and the sad part is is that America never made the adjustment but no, I will but, say the, but the, John, the one but yeah John, what you guys were saying is or I'm sorry, what uh, Juwan was saying that you know for the past I don't know how many you know classic goals, it's basically pretty much the same tactic where you know Chivas was basically playing the counter attack. It just so happened like you know Dan said that they scored. Oh, no, it, cert- it, it was in the case in the in the previous one. It was it wasn't the case. I mean they were giving what's his face that he wanted. And keep in mind the last Super Classical, Ronnie had a lot. You had a a couple. You had a lot. A lot. Chivas had a lot of. Their lineup, uh, so it's, a, it, it's almost like a, it's a almost completely different squad mentality-wise. Uh, no, but, but, but what I'm saying is that what Dan is right though, because so a team a team that basically is going to play the counterattack that doesn't really play al tu al tu, and they'll and they're fine sitting you know just playing the cat and mouse game. That early goal, which was a defense, I think was it was an goal, early goal. I'm pretty much 20th minute. I mean, 20th, so, something like that. But I'm just saying that the, the, the defensive error from, I think it was Golds, who like, didn't. It wasn't inside the 20th. It wasn't a defensive error. Well, it was, I mean, the goal wasn't generated from a play. It was just, it was bad defense. I mean, pr- it was bad defending from, uh, what's his name, uh, Pablo Gold. No, Gold's? it was generated. It was generated from uh, a play. It was Chofi it was Lopez, man. He was basically, he created, uh, like Chofi created. He pretty uh, much tore them anew on the entire game. Let's be honest. You know what? That's his, I think that's his best game. Uh, oh, easily. In his entire and his young career, there's no question. Yeah. And I don't think. Hey, ch- hey, what? Changing subjects. I know they were hyping up trophies a lot after this game, but hey, Joel, Joel. No, nobody's hyping him up, man. We just said he had this best game. Now that doesn't mean that. Oh, no, 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 no. On, on, on a match of these, you know. Joel, Joel. I mean, he's still, yes. He's still, in the last, in the last, player, in the last 15 years. Players that have done Chivas players that have done well in Clásicos, who they hyped up after the fact, are like what's his name Omar? What's his name? Medina. Bravo. No, 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 no. Uh, Medina. Are- no. Bravo. Arellano. Both Arre- Bautista. O- 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 no, o- no, no. Omar Arellano. Jair Garcia. I mean, I can go. I mean, I, I know the whole can catch kind of a bunch of them that Benjamin. have you know, a shit great games. And they, no, they no, just did not. I actually have a question for Joel. Since we're, yes. we're bringing him to the front of the table. Joel, I have to, I, I'm going to have to call you out a little bit if you don't mind. I'm sure that you're, that you're man enough to take it. 
Corey, go on. The, uh, you, uh, you, I believe, were were scared of of uh, of Ruben Sambuesa. You said, "Oh man, you know he 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 he's he's he's, he's a big worry." Blah blah he blah. Been, were, yes. temblando en las rodillas. Is what was happening. No, not, not well, it, turn, it, it, it turns out that uh, that in the 17 games he's played against Chivas, he's never scored against. So he's like a little lamb against Chivas. Well, you're not score. So it, 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 it reminds me of, of 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 your of your of your of your comments about Mexico when they played Germany. I said that they were that they were scared to play him. I, I think that you were you were you you were kind of on the same lines. There, you were giving him too much respect. No, I think I think he had been an influence. You don't have to exactly score the winning goal. Uh, I but understand. You but you can you know play your role in in uh, in the victory just just through his passing or or. Jalando Marca or getting, you know, throwing players off of their game. He's a playmate. Joel, did did you celebrate uh, Pulido signing by getting your getting the Pulido style haircut today? You know, I'm. This is all like kind and, of fascinating. Did, did you overpay? Did you overpay like twenty twenty times what the haircut was worth? <laughs> as a move of solidarity. I'm just I'm just eating popcorn right now, enjoying the show because. <laughs> This could go anywhere, you know. He could either do really good, or he could just he could do really bad. Uh, but yeah, price, price. They very surprising to see Chivas paying over twenty, twenty million. I know the transfer was about seventeen, eighteen, but you still have to. Take into consideration the player gets a cut. They need to get a, you know, a house or apartment for the player, plus a car. So I mean, they're not gonna put that, but that factors in as well. <laughs> you guys know where that's from, right? That video that one foot of Pulido dancing in his chonis. Yeah, he's not familiar. He's, he's, yeah, Pulido was saying a polo polo joke. Yeah, and, uh, he was dancing in his white in his. Own. I saw the one where where he had the like the it looked like he had the DJ headphones on. He was dancing like to some house music. No, this they one kept, he... they kept playing that. I'll post it on the chat. One <laughs> post. So... Yeah, Pulido's overrated. We're gonna see how he fails. Cool. All right, yeah, I'm gonna I mean, go I'm, out and say that I think it's I think he's gonna be a big success. I'm, I I I I think yeah he he is unproven, but uh, if he still has what he previously had, then I suspect it's gonna be better than than most so, in, in the league. I think he's gonna. So why do well. couldn't he do it in Olympiacos? I don't know. Maybe they didn't give him a chance. Didn't give him I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I didn't watch him play. I never saw. It. I, I barely saw highlights. He, he couldn't break into the first team. Maybe he was there like, at least over a year. Maybe it was a coach's preference, and he didn't get there. There was two coaches actually. The new one that came in, they didn't want him either. When he did come in, though, he did get some goals towards the end and meaningless games, I guess. But <laughs> against really weak teams, though, I mean. It, Greek, Greece, the league, even the country is is very broke. 
So you have to wonder the quality of players they have, even of extranjeros. Easy. It's probably the equivalent of uh, Liga de Ascenso. Yeah, and how much of the $18 million or whatever it is you think went to, went to Tigres for... Well, Tigres wanted $10 million. I would I would figure 5 to 7 probably. No, well, one of the things was if Chivas gave him 5, Tigres still had 50% of Pulido's uh, uh, you know, contract. So, yeah. So they made about... They made about twelve, and yeah. uh, and Chivas has to pay twenty a twenty percent premium because because of their of their personnel philosophy. So, I mean, the, yeah, they they. The, I'm not suggesting Bolido that he's not a, probably they, worth five to six million, and that's like on the heavy side. He he probably. I mean, I, I hate to say the word like over overpaid, but I mean he it is. A really high price tag for for him, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to be productive. Um, no, that's true. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it it could it could turn out to be a very good move. I mean, let's face it. You know, Chivas is in desperate need of a striker, and you know they're they're the that's the, pool a, that's the other is thing. Very limited. I, I that's the thing. Like uh, the, the other uh, talking about young Mexican strikers, there's not not a whole lot in the league to begin with. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chivas, when they go looking for players, they're looking for players in a seller's market, and it's just something that they have I, to... You know what, have. I say that this should be a warning a warning call to the league. It, it's where we're headed to, where, where a team is willing to pay that much. <laughs> you know, because... Yeah, but that's global valuations, man. No, man, this is... Do do you think Pulido would have gone for eighteen million dollars in the Premier League? Hey guys, Look, man, Pern, Pern, given uh, the population and the, and the quality of the league, we should have more players. Hey guys, guys, guys. Uh, Pern texted that uh, BMX wants to know the phone number to. Uh, oh, the telephone number. Yes, yeah. please. Uh, what is what is the number? Se les olvidó. What's the number? Seven. I'll post it, but seven two four seven zero seven three eight two six, and the pin is one three one one eight. The number again seven two four seven zero seven one three two eight. Seven two four seven zero seven three eight two six. Three eight two six. Yeah. Three eight two six. So the number again seven two four seven zero seven three eight two six, and then there is a there is a pin number one three one one eight one three one one eight. So again the number seven two four seven zero seven three eight two six, and the pin is one three one one eight. And for a good way to remember, a good uh, mnemonic way to remember one three one one eight, those are going to be the goals that are scored against the Mexican national team in Osorio's last five games as coach. One three one one and eight. That's a good good way, a good way to remember the number. Now I ask you all again: Is Alan Pulido worth eighteen million dollars in the Premier League, or no. maybe he's worth about a half a million? No. Well, well, to answer that, to answer that, it's. It's if someone's willing to pay for it, yes, it's worth it. 
you know, that's the market value. But there's but, only three, yeah, and there's been what what other team on the planet would be willing to pay that kind of money well, for him? Here's my next. Well, here, you know, here's my. It next was a question. unique circumstance, John. I think I think this was a really unique circumstance where one team was truly desperate to address a a position that that's lacking, and you had a player that. It's easy to say he's not worth the $18 million, but keep in mind, had that whole drama not happened and had he continued his progression, who knows what his value would have been and who knows what it would be now. Uh, he what is away the a deal with, with Mexican players and not understanding that, like, they're more, that, they're, that they have to be playing in their most formative years? Jo- I mean, think, what, would, what, have, what would Giovanni have been like? If instead of sitting on the bench at Tottenham for three years or whatever the heck it was, and again that that wasn't his fault though. I mean, his coach that brought him in got fired the second he got in. The second he walked through the door, I, he got I, fired. I, I understand that, and, and 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 I get that. But still, I mean, it's like if that happens to you, then, then then ask for a transfer, go somewhere else. He was there for three years when he was nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one. It would just, you know, if it's if it's not going to work out for you, I mean. Pulido, it's just very unfortunate with Pulido because of the fact that uh, you know his agent worked for Tigres, and you know in in in, in the letter of, of of the law, and 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 they found in favor of Tigres because you know what he had signed was all, you know there was nothing quote unquote illegitimate. But I mean, come on. So there's no uh, conflict of interest laws. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, it was just it's just a massive conflict of interest, and and I guarantee you that what he signed was what was not what he was told he was signing. I think that was pretty obvious from the start. And let's face it, I mean, I can guarantee you another thing, that this song is on Pulido's iPod. He probably listens to it every day when he wakes up, you know. Anyway, now there is a way, there is a way that uh, that Chivas can make up this money. And, uh, you know, there's only, you know, right now it's it's, but, but, it's taken off, and that's Chivas but John, TV. But, John, here's John. I'm logging on the Chivas TV. Hang on a second. <laughs> As you were saying, yes, Ronnie. Now, my question is, how the hell is Ch- is is Mergana gonna pay for this? I just and told I you. They, I just I told you. Uh, and they're not gonna make it that way. They're not. They're not. It's loans, Ronnie. What's that? This is one thing I've been alluding to for a while, and is that Chivas is gonna be. Broke. In heavy debt. In heavy debt, um, that's what Higuera is. He's an investment banker. Yeah. And that's how that's how he came into the picture when he he was helping Vergara um pay off the the stadium. So he's he's he helped him with that, and then Vergara has pretty much given him free reigns of the club. But, but the stadium's so, still not paid for, though. Well, I know, I, but you know, so to me. That's interesting. They're borrowing money. So, I don't know. They're they're borrowing money from a lot of places because Chivas is spending so much money, and and it's in a season where they bypass TV contract, they bypass a main sponsorship for the jersey. Uh, they they don't have a stadium, the naming rights. Uh, so they've lost a lot of money on on sponsorships, and then they're spending. Even Do you more think it's, it's possible with Yera being an investment banker that he might have set up a, like a like an anti chiva like a a bearish Chivas hedge fund where <laughs> where the more debt he can he can he can clamp on the Chivas and like and, and the worse they look the more money he makes in this other this other venture. But know, and, and here's the other question: who who is who is lending them the money? 
And Joel, point, Joel, we'll, we'll, I, I, yes. I wanted to ask you: Have you are you familiar with the movie uh, Major League? Yeah. With the uh, wild thing? Yes. C C C Pedro. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this is a Vergara's like you know final attempt to just he's like all right clearly my decisions aren't aren't like. Do they have a the cardboard team. cutout of the Pavola guy? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Vergara, uh, maybe. Fuentes, or, you know, it could be, it could maybe be a Vergara himself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember in the movie, Chingate, cabron. How many of you guys uh, pray to Jobu? Seriously. Jobu. I love Jobu. Jobu. I, I, I'm sure I've done it a, a few times. No, I Jobu, feel that Jobu they're, needs probably, a <laughs> they're probably hoping if the team eventually does good, if they do manage to do good, consistently good, uh, then they could they could recoup some of the money because then they would be able to charge more for for you know a lot of the sponsorship. I think it's a bit of a gamble. Clearly, I, I think they they really I think part of them really thinks that they were a striker away from being a title contender. I don't know if that's the case, um, but it's a no, gamble. No, that, that is that that is that is that is one of the beliefs. I have to ask you again. It, it is pretty inspiring, that John. Song? It is. Inspiring. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine. It's like, it's like, and I was, and I, I was asking the same question. He was looking at me like we're both incredulous. I mean, because we both hear it, and we were like, man, se me pone la piel chinita when I hear that song. It's like, yeah, geez. my chest swelled. I was like, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, obviously, you know there are different interpretations of that song. So, you know, if you want—I mean, if you really want to hear some singing, I mean. Guadalajara, Guadalajara, sabi sapura tiar mohara. Guadalajara, 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 Guadalajara. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Joel, do you think that uh, the Chivas has? Uh, are we seeing the Chivas comet? You think? The Chivas what? The Chivas comet that that appears every ten years. Oh, you know it, it's Liga MX. They're they're due. They're due. It's that ten year. Uh, you know, and any team can win. Though. I mean, you you see Gallos Blancos making it to the final with forty year old senior. I mean, you know, in. And 38-year-old Ronaldinho. Yes, I mean, they, they could win. If you just, uh, Juwan was talking about some of these good players that are in the bench. So if, if they, you know, if they start playing good at the right moment, going into Liguilla, then, yeah, the, the team could win. You, you know, we do have some commentary. Of... We have some commentary, Joel. I don't mean to interrupt you. I know you're, you're waxing poetic about your Chivas, <laughs> but we do have some chatter on our on our, on our, on our YouTube page, Richard Flores, thank you for 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 listening and uh, and joining and participating. Wants to know why Ronnie sounds like a salty knuckle. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what he means by that. You know, salty knuckle. I got a clip. I don't know if you have a sound clip of uh, Nacho Ambriz ranting. No, I sure. I, honestly, man, I, I I have been so busy at the office that uh, I haven't been able to, to grab any clips at all. We play this then. No, no te preocupes, sí, porque siempre te preocupas por mí mucho, me he dado cuenta. No te preocupes. 
No te preocupes, no te preocupes. Si no gano ningún título y se los digo enfrente a todos, yo no voy. ¿Te queda claro? ¿Te queda claro, ¿Te queda claro o no? No, yeah, with Copa MX, he, he did go win that. That's weak. That's weak sauce, man. They go win Copa MX and, uh, you know, celebrate it. Bigger oh. than Chivas did. If they win Copa MX, though, it means something, though. Because. Is it, is it, is it, is it Angel worthy? Is it Angel worthy? No, what, what I'm saying is they've won league recently. They've won Conquer Champions recently. Uh, so oh, another championship. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, more we silverware. Have another trophy case. Uh, at this point, doesn't look a little gaudy to have all this silverware in here. He's in Copa MX this year. Chivas is, and also uh, isn't Tigres in Copa we MX? We could have. We could have a Chivas. No, Tigres is in the Conquer Champions. We could have a Chivas America Copa MX. Final to end all finals, where maybe you know, especially if it, if it's on if it's on Chivas TV, maybe they'll get like three thousand people to watch. It would be just a, uh, unbelievable. Now, hey, Joel. Yes, Joel, sir. But you also believe that uh, Chivas is basically uh, fudging the numbers and are going to be in serious debt in years to come. They're already in serious yeah, I debt. Know. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, Omni Life, I know, is going through some. No, another question. It sounds like we have a caller. But uh, another question I have for you, Joel, we'll get to our caller in a second, is are they adding all this debt to, to devalue the club so that when he finally gets divorced, he doesn't have to pay as much? That You know, that that is that could be a possibility. You know, with but with, with these two guys, I, I really don't know what what their end game is with uh, Higuera and Vergara. I just, I don't really understand it. I don't, I don't All know right. what's going on there. We'll make everybody be quiet. Cállese, <laughs> carajo! We have a caller. Caller, please identify yourself. My name is Ray. Ray. Ray, where are you calling us from? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, uh, that oh. would be uh, in Wisconsin. Or are you calling us like from Milwaukee, Tennessee, like a little town outside of Memphis? Oh, no, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, thank you for uh, for calling, Ray. How did you find out about the the podcast? Uh, I was listening to other podcasts, and then I just uh, they sometimes give you a link to other ones you might like, and then so that's how I found you guys. Really? Well, thank you for, for listening. Uh, do you have a question or comment, Ray? Well, I would just like to say that that, that Club America fan, I'm calling BS on that, that you don't ever get tired of beating your own rival, especially when they're down. And I would also say that I think the reason why I compare Jorge Vergara to a uh, hands-on owner like Jerry Jones, uh, who doesn't let people, football guys, let them be, let them do their job. And so that's why Chivas is a kind of in a disarray. Great. That is a very apt comparison as a Cowboy fan who has suffered for the past 22 years with uh, with, with Jerry Jones as a general manager. I, I, I certainly see where uh, you would make that comparison. I mean, every time they ask uh, Jerry, Jerry, you're, you know, you fire coaches. If you had a general manager that didn't win a championship, 
in 15, 10, 15 years, this was you know a while ago, would you fire him? Yes, I would. Are you going to fire yourself? Absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, cause for concern. Although I have to admit, I don't think that Jorge, maybe you can answer this, that the Jorge Vergara has made as many of the the club or personnel decisions lately. You've kind of given the reins to the uh, to Iera. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct, sir. And Iera's not. He's not a football person. He had no background in soccer. Hey, is he is, but, is he like Moneyball? Is he like, like just looking at the numbers? He's like a dude just playing real life football manager. Or is he or is he plays that way? He's like football manager. It's interesting. Ray, did you have one other one other question or comment, and then we'll let you go. Oh, what I would just like to say uh, about the Super Classico is that uh, that there is a real localism still left in this traditional rivalry. And if you look at through derbies or classicals throughout the world, they're losing that. You know, the last time Manchester and Liverpool played, there was nobody from Manchester or Liverpool. So if Club America wants to field a bunch of nationalized players, there's going to be a loss to the rivalry. It cheapens it, I think. No, you're thank right. You for your, thank you're you right. for your question, Conway. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'll let uh, our uh, our resident Americanista, as, as he started, Ronnie. You, uh, you, you, you're you're in agreement with Ray? Well, well, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's much so the 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 inclusion of foreign players. I think that if I think what you know what happens, you know what happens over there in England when you talk about Manchester and, and uh, Liverpool. Um, when I was in South Africa after after a game you know, in the World Cup, I was talking to an English reporter and we were ta- and, and we were talking about the English game and he made a comment to me, saying that the game stopped being English years ago, and part of that is had to do with all the, the the foreign owners who treat their clubs kind of like it's just like an ego for them, you know, where the, the I mean these guys are billionaires, they basically treat their clubs just like as an investment, and in doing so. There's that disconnect between the community and the owner and the players. Uh, I don't think Mexico's gone to that point yet. And even though I'm, I, I don't like the fact that there's a lot of foreign players, you know, in, in America. I, I think that Mexico. I think that they registered like 45 foreign players. Like 45 foreign players. Yes, but but I, I think we we also have to note that Mexico. Sure, doesn't you have a player that's a Mexican in their lineup? What's that? Cholos no, but doesn't even have a, a player that's Mexican in their lineup. But but here here's the thing: there's been a lot of foreign players in Mexico that have adopted Mexico and love Mexico and stuff like that. And there's a connect with the team, uh, and you do see that to an extent, even with a lot of players from America and Cruz Azul and stuff like that. But I think I think you're right in the sense that Mexican the, the or the Liga MX, if if you start seeing that 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 billionaires club. Now that Carlos Slim is there, and, and I have a feeling that in the near future, you're going to start seeing foreign owners in in Liga MX. I think that's when the real disconnect is going to be between the club and the community. And I think that when the, the day that happens, that's the day I find another sport. Will you become an MLS fan? No, no. You pull, uh, you pull the, the, the scarf out of the uh, out of the closet. Now, one thing I will say about America and uh, and Ronnie, you'll agree with this. Is, is that if you look at their their quote unquote like Hall of Fame, it has as many or probably more foreign players. I mean, the foreign players that have played for America have all been, out of their best have been just outstanding best players in the league when they played at the time. 
Oh, but yeah. when America would bring in the local players, the 90% of the players that would come through their system was a local kid, a Mexico City kid. Yeah. So, and I, I think that in, in that sense, that you know, America still has that connection with uh, with the local fans. Obviously, the you know the 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 people that live in the south and live in the neighborhood, that live in Villacuapa, it's going to be their team. You know, in Guadalajara, it's kind of the same way in the sense that uh, although they it's not necessarily Guadalajara kids, but it's more Western kids, you know, coastal kids from the Sinaloas and the Colimas and the you know the Jaliscos and the Nayarits and 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 uh, and all all the West Coast states, at least the northern part of the coast. So, but but you make some very valid points, Ronnie. That, that as soon as we start having foreign owners, and 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 uh, uh, now you didn't hear you, you guys didn't hear this here. But there was a very real possibility a few years ago that uh, Jerry Jones and, and was was looking into. I, I don't know if I should say it. Coil, close your ears. Close your ears, Coil. <laughs> Put the podcast on. No, that uh, that he was actually looking into buying Atlas. That was back when they had their, you know, 110 owners or whatever it was, and uh, I'm sure that. When he he saw what kind of business he would have to get into just just to purchase the team, I'm sure he's like, you know what, I'm I'm I'll just back off here. But uh, and uh, yeah, so I I do think, however, though that uh, that that the Chivas is going to be sold within the next two or three years, and I think that it's going to be one of the uh, keep, keep, one keep of the big boy Mexicans is going to is going to purchase them. Yeah, John, keep in mind since Vergara's been around since 2002. He's had legal problem after legal problem. He's already been to court, you know, three times. Well, actually, this will be fourth, the fourth time. And in that in that time frame, they've gone over what over 30 manager, managerial changes, uh, five president uh, presidential changes, you know, you know, general manager changes. So, how these guys? I, I seriously think these guys are, are, are they're going to have seriously, you know, financial problems where it's, where they're going to have to get to a point where he's going to have to sell. Well, I mean, look, t- today I saw the uh, the tweet that you know they they brought Pulido in on the what was it the the the, the Chiva Coptero, the yeah. Chiva Chopper. Yeah. And so he's coming into the stadium, and this and the stadium is. I mean, there's no question the stadium is absolutely beautiful. There's no parking. How do they expect the fans to come to the game if there's no parking? Well, remember that that whole complex is not even done. There was that that JVC uh, complex. Right and uh, and and uh, I don't I think Hoyle will, will remember, but back you know back when Noticiero Televisa de Deportes they did a, they did a, a report and they actually showed the, the the documents. One of the reasons they were held up because these guys Vergara had promised that they, the stadium would be up for their centennial in 2006, and these guys were already selling the uh, the luxury suites and the boxes for 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 the fans. But the stadium wasn't even built, and one of the reasons it wasn't built is because they didn't even have the funds for the for the pro, the zoning and the permitting process. So I mean, if they didn't have the funds for that, you know, and they were already taking people's money. This is the cheapest hype, so, man. The stuff sells itself. Is, that, is there an alarm going off? Do, do we need to? Do we need to? Is there breaking news? Is there breaking news? <laughs> Now, do you think that uh, Vergara would ever uh, would ever admit to mistakes? <laughs> They're admitted to a mistake. <laughs> I I think uh, I think he's banking on the equity of the club name of the name itself. 
because I mean, you know, you guys all know the the, the formula in, in accounting, you know. And I think he's just banking on the equity of the name and seeing what all you know what he can get for it because eventually the liabilities and the, and the debts they're gonna it's gonna have to. Yeah, I mean that's why I do believe that, uh, and I'm not sure if uh, if if divorce is you know maybe we can have. I know we have a lot of people listening. Maybe if someone who's uh, familiar with the legalities of divorce in Mexico, you know, I know in this country it's a, uh, you know, everything the property is treated 50-50. I'm not sure if you'd be the same down there. I mean, it seems to me that what he's doing is that he's he's lowering his net worth so he doesn't have to pay as much. To but his... but but hey, he he had a Hindu wedding. Does that still count? I had a Hindu wedding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> what we're supposed to do, isn't it? We had a, I, we know. <laughs> yeah, that cheesy Hindu wedding with uh, with uh, Angelica. You know, I had a destination wedding. You know where I went? I went to Angleton. Angleton, Jesus Christ! My neck of the I'm woods. Kidding. I'm kidding. My neck of the woods. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, now moving on. There is. Uh, Amazingly enough, uh, we're going to see the uh, the national team uh, play again after their their first appearance since since La Boda Roja, the 7-0, and uh, I don't see how any of the players that were involved in that and coaches don't carry a massive uh, scarlet 7-0 tattooed onto their forehead or their chest or wherever you want it. Uh, it's, it's something that's just not going to go away. And I even noticed that even when Brazil won the gold medal, did you see what one of the German fans did when he was walking around the stadium? Holding the seven 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 fingers up to the Brazilian fans, it was pretty funny. But anyway, <laughs> they're yeah exactly. They're playing at the Cuscatlan, Cuscatlan, and I read today that they've only sold eight thousand tickets. So not even not even the Salvadorians want to watch their team beat Mexico because it's like it's like you know who wants to beat them? I mean it's like you know it's already embarrassing enough that they're coming. No, we have to well, beat them. No one wants to see that. Well, I actually feel sorry for Ramon Marigaga, man. I, I, I was reading, and he was criticizing. I mean, this guy's criticizing his federation and, you know, saying that they're unprepared and this and that and the other. And it's like, you know, guy, and he, I mean, he's telling the truth. He said, these guys are so unprepared, but yet, you know, we pay the price, you know, meaning the coaches and the players. And I just thought, like, Jesus Christ, I mean, Imagine if a Mexican coach criticizes the federation like that, you know, at, be, as the coach, you know. I mean, he would be fired the next day. But not only would he be fired the next day, that they wouldn't they wouldn't let him do TV for three years. No, and that guy would be persona non grata and would probably never work in uh, uh, in, in Mexico. And like I'm like Ramon Marriaga, he's criticizing, and I feel bad for them, dude. I really do. I mean, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, Carlos de los Cobos, you know, was telling stories about when he coached over there in El Salvador. I mean, the players, you know, they Where didn't have to have... like like ride on a pickup truck to to, to get to the stadium, yeah, and then the pickup dude. truck would break down, and he'd have to walk the rest of the way with the team who had to walk with him. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's uh... and you know, Carlos de los Cobos actually did really well. I mean, he got him within you know within shouting distance of the uh, of the repechaje before they kind of fell apart at the end. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's another guy. You know, why did he never get an opportunity coaching anywhere else in Mexico? But you know, they'll give any you know, any any third-rate South American, you know, eighteen chances. Carlos gets one. I'm still convinced that promoters have something to do with it. You know, like the 
the uh, the networking. Ronnie, going back to uh, El Primitivo, could you imagine being the lady who has to like give give the guy a facial and pop all those blackheads? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Dude, hey, back back when uh, back in two thousand one during the World Cup qualifiers when Mexico had to play Honduras and he was the coach, I would freak, sometimes frequent the Univision uh, forums. And back then, dude, it was it was no holds barred in those forums, dude. Uh, Hoyle, I don't know if you re- remember those forums. Hello? Hoyle? Hoyle is muted. He's probably – he learned to uh... – to mute himself when he has to run errands. Well, anyhow, those forums, they, they, they were just brutal. I mean, it was like a roast of Ramon Maradona. <laughs> See, now, now you're making me feel bad. I feel like I, I am, you know, I, I probably shouldn't. I, I should apologize. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very sorry. estoy avergonzado. I shouldn't have said that. I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad. Now, he's actually, you know, he's a very decent coach. He's, you know, he, he and who's the other guy that, that, that like, just does the – does the, the the Central American you know train stops and like and coaches you know at a different a different team every year? There's no, another he, guy. He's he's actually he's a he's a nice guy though, uh, Mario Diaga. I feel like I said I feel bad for him because, you know, he he he, he can't do. Yeah, with El Salvador, your limited funds, you know, limited you know resources. Now they're still in the thick of it. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, and I need to look at the, the now it's between them and Honduras, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and Canada for for because Mexico's already qualified. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, let's face it. You know, if they're gonna beat, you know, one of the ways to to to, to earn qualification is 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 to get points off of Mexico because no one's been able to do it. Is get points off Mexico. So you would think, and I gotta tell you, I mean, I I, I firmly believe that, you know, when El Salvador has a Decent team for El Salvador standards. If they played anybody in that stadium, whether it be, you know, Italy, Brazil, we know whatever it was, it would be intimidating as hell for those for those teams too. And that is a tough place to play. Uh, I'm not saying that they would that they would they, that El Salvador would beat them, but it would be it would it would not be a, a, a pushover at all. Now, I I don't remember the entire lineup uh, for these games, but you know, if this was me, if this was Osorio. I wouldn't have call. I wouldn't call any player fighting a, a, a you know, a, a position uh, in Europe or, or or even any European, because um, it, it just brings flashbacks of Guatemo well, Blanco flying, coming down to you to uh, to Mexico to play against Trinidad and Tobago for a meaningless match. And he gets his his knee just shattered by uh, Ansel Elcock. Like gave him it meant nothing, you know. And and I and and you know, El Salvador. I mean, they're they're playing for their lives. I mean, literally, they're you know. And I, I think yeah, they have I, two points. They're in last I, place, and Honduras and Canada each have four. No, I agree with you. And they, they should have been all local guys. There's no point in even bringing any of the. Uh, no, it's no. not against these two teams. That's how I don't do that. Because games get really, well, they tend to get pretty violent over there. Not, and violence in the sense that these, they like to, you know, tackle hard. And and I mean, I know that, like for example, Hell never never really cared for this player, but he was never the same really after this injury. Uh, I remember, you know, they played a, a Panama in, in the 2002 World Cup qualifiers, 
and just the field conditions, Lara basically tore his, uh, his I mean, he shattered his knee because of the damn, the poor field conditions. I remember so, that. You remember that? Yeah. So it's like, why risk our players, you know, for those type of games in those conditions where you don't have to? Well, that's why I firmly believe that Chicharito had his, had his girlfriend Lucia shatter his wrist so he wouldn't have to go. He's like, well, you know, I need my legs and everything else, but, you know, I can do without the muñeca to play, so, you know, go ahead. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like in that scene in Victory where they have to break the, the goalie's arm. Yeah, so that, great so movie, that Sly can, can be on it. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and, you know, and then the guys, they call up, you know, and, and again, I mean, to, you know, to prove the fact that, uh, that Giovanni is, has been blackballed by, by the FMF, they had like four opportunities to call him in and then they call him in for any of them. So he's either blackballed or, 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 or temporarily, you know, in, in exile, whatever it is. And Giovanni's had a good season at MLS. And I know that Juan, you say, well, Juan's not with us anymore. But, uh, but you know, Juan says he's a little overweight and he's not, he's not even in shape for MLS. But, I mean, let's face it, it's, you know, like, it's not like they're playing, you know, Holland or anything. They're playing in Salvador and Honduras, you know, see what Giovanni can do. And it's still not calling him in. So... It's uh, it's uh, it's pretty obvious what's going on, and I, I mean, you know, again, I mean, he's been playing since April. He's in fine form. There's no reason not to call him. I mean, let's face it. I mean, they're they're calling guys that I didn't even know existed, like some guy from Atlas. is like, who is that? I have no idea who that guy is. And they call that Saldivar guy because it reminds me of when 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 Luis Landin got a hat trick, and then they they brought him in for for one of the friendlies before the 2006 World Cup, and he plays three minutes. Never see him on the national team again. So um, the, that's what these guys have. But you know what? Everyone deserves an opportunity, and maybe one of these guys will actually uh, take advantage. Maybe, maybe Saldiva will be one of those guys that is okay for the club team but just lights out for a national team. You never know. Stranger, stranger things have happened. So what do y'all do? I mean, are y'all even going to watch the game on Friday? They're playing in, in, in Salvador on Friday and, and then in... Uh, I'll, watch the game. I'll watch the game, obviously, just so I can, you know... Watch it and criticize it. No, I'm <laughs> now, do you no. think do you think that uh, Mexico now is like uh, the Brotherhood without banners? They've been they've been revived by the by the Lord of Light, and they're just they're just not quite all there. There's like a little piece of them that hasn't that won't come back. Honestly, you know what? I I, I don't care if you win if you beat the U.S. in Columbus. It's just one match. It doesn't mean anything in the sense that you can still qualify to the World Cup. In order for Osorio for to even get some credibility back, he has to have a great showing at the Confederation Cup. That's assuming he He's makes not it to the Confederation Cup. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying, so I don't give a shit what he does between now and, and, and the World Cup qualifiers because it's not like, okay, we've qualified to the World Cup many, many times. Uh, so whether he wins in Columbus, okay, that's a, that's a start. But the Confederations Cup, dude, that that to me, I think there's a I think there's a and you know there's a really good chance they're going to play Chile in that tournament too in the group stage. I mean, there's well, a fifty-fifty. It's either going to be they're either going to have Chile in the group or they're not going to have Chile in the group. That's fifty-fifty. Because I think there's a mental aspect to this. They're getting grilled even in the press conference. I think it was today or yesterday. They were talking about the Chile game. They were talking about the 7-0, and they're blowing it off, saying, you know, they got, we got to move past it. The players were, I think it was Saldivar and all those guys. And and I think there's still a mental issue there with all these players, not even the ones that didn't play in the game, uh, of fear that they're going to fail. 
and that could affect them in this in this El Salvador game and the Honduras game, and especially if they have to play Chile, like you said, in the next uh, in the next tournament, the like Confederations, that's going to be bad. I think they they they're traumatized. They, they we'll have to change the name of the podcast to the Nueva Nueva Cero podcast <laughs> for a week. Yeah, it's gonna take some. It's gonna take something big for them to get over this hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I do find it interesting that uh, that 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 Corona got you know quote unquote got her you know Chicharito, you know quote unquote broke his wrist you know even went as far to have surgery to get it fixed. He was only out for like ten days. I shouldn't call them. Well, these two games don't mean anything. They shouldn't call. They should call a Mexican league player. And that's it. You you should have called. Yeah, but you got to remember they got to they got to sell them too. So that's why they called them. I would have yeah, called. I would have called the under twenty three team. I would have called the under twenty three team, the team that lost, you know, uh, or even the under twenty. Get them experience in those type of games, you know, in those you know tough games in Central America, and go from there because there's no need to call your best players right right now. Not not that I'm saying that they don't need you know they don't need to work you know obviously they can work together and stuff like that and obviously you need to get past that seven you know seven zero ass raping but. I'm just looking at I'm I'm just looking at from the experience you know the, the sour you know memories of of seeing players getting injured in meaningless games yeah. in Central America. No, you're right. You know the Guatemala. I mean, it's yeah, it's uh, it's it'd, it'd be pointless to to bring those guys in and. It uh, it was very interesting to me to see that. Uh, oh, it's it, I, I I think that sounds like we might have another caller. Oh, he he left. Oh, he chickened out. Yeah. Well, that is very very disappointing. Very very disappointing. So does Mexico win both of these games? Does it? I mean, obviously it doesn't matter. But uh, would 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 that be a step in the right direction? You know, are we going to see like some of these younger guys? Get a chance. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I am I am really happy for Orbelin Pineda because I think he absolutely does and and has for a, a good year and a half, at least since he's been at Chivas, has been terrific. And and he seems like he's the the kind of midfielder that we've just have Mexico's just just hasn't had in a long time. He's just a, a very complete player. And um and I and I'm shocked that he would that he not only did he not make the Olympic team. But that he wasn't in, in the original call-up the first time. It's like, are you not paying attention to, to what's going on? So I'm very, very happy for him. I, I, I think, I, I think that for the press to get back into, you know, into not necessarily a cheerleading mode because they're never cheerleaders, but into a, a mode where they're not just feeling like crap about you know Mexican football. Because if you think about it, we had a crappy summer. Olympics, Copa America. I, I think, you know, and I go back to, for example, 2001 when, you know, when Cruz Azul made it to the finals of, uh, of the Copa Libertadores. I mean, that, that kind of got people interested again in Mexican football and international soccer. And obviously back then that was the Ojitos Mesa, you know, era where, you know, the national team and stuff like that. But I, I think that both the, the league feeds the national team and the national team team feeds the league in that sense. So I, I think that, you know, one of the things to heal the wounds is to, is to you know, the teams that are going to participate in Copa Libertadores and, and, and obviously the Champions Cup in America going to, to the 
uh, World Championship, I, I think that that's going to have to, you know, help uh, the start, national start team. Start the cauterizing process. Yes, yes, because, I mean, right so now... So does, it, does it help, Ronnie, when a team like Monterrey loses 3-1 to Arabe Unido at home? Does that help? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, because, unfortunately, you know, the press, they, they'll, they'll nitpick that and they'll dissect it every which way. And, and I, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, we need, we need to have the, the, the league start doing well in the international, and that obviously feeds into the, you know, into the, uh, the national team. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's my hope. Now, now, Ronnie, so Joel brought up something very interesting uh, just recently, and then we want to uh, – we'll wrap it up here. We'll, we'll circle back to the, the class. We asked you last week to make a prediction for the game. <laughs> do you do well, – do you oh, remember said, what you had said? I said it was pain. That's right. You said pain. Did, 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 you, did you – when you said that, did you expect the pain to be yours? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, want, I, want to, no, I, didn't. I want to hear you say Chivas es papa I'm not going to say Chivas es papa <laughs> Oh he just did It's recording you know what I'm going to have he to grab that one for sure Oh yeah. no, <laughs> That's right Cold Cold, cold. Joel, Joel on, you know, Honestly speaking and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up here does Osorio make 2017? Will he be the coach in 2017? Oh, no, man. That's foregone conclusion. It, yeah. It, it just, to the hex, Columbus should be his, is, so is, is, his is, resting is, place. When, when, he, when he orders room service the night before in Columbus, that'll be his last meal? His final meal. Yeah. yeah so his final much. meal will be, uh, will be the $20 hamburger. He has to order room service in a hotel. Language. Like you, you get a club, what, club sandwich or hamburger, and it ends up being like thirty bucks. Like, jeez, you know it happens. When is that? When my wife and I were in Hawaii, it's in November. It's whatever the FIFA date is, November, like November thirteenth or something like that. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, they have to do that, and then they play Panama, and then they're playing Panama in a friendly. It's like, like, like who, who schedules these things? Wait, weren't they playing Costa Rica? It, it'd be, it'll, it'll be one or the other, whoever, whoever ends up uh, in that position in their group. Just gonna did, be one did of the did we? I had to step up, but did we finish on the whole Chivas TV? Um, we did. Pulido, we did. Pulido stuff. I, you know, we did. I, one thing, one thing I did you did you go to Amazon and buy the Pulido sunglasses and <laughs> to go along with your new Pulido haircut? They remind me of the Plastic Man, who was a cartoon. What about what about these comics? What about, what about those, boots, those boots and those underwear? <laughs> No, no. Just, just want to make a quick point, just for uh, fellow chivistas and other interested parties. Uh, just, just a bit of the situation going on, because the way that uh, <laughs> the, how Angelica Maria arrived was because only life was going back. So she, she came in and she put money. <laughs> so she helped. She helped save. Only life. And so she ended up getting married, and then she owned half of the stuff, and then and then she stole money, and now it's kind of going all over again. So this is like some of the businesses going broke, as well as like Chivas USA that that it also was a major flop. So I mean, there, there should be some concern, and, and as fans, you know, we we get 
we get distracted, we see the big name signings, and, and we forget what's going on in, in the background. So you so think we, that this is all maquillaje? And you know, yeah, you're, you're just, they're trying to to buy buy the campeonato, you know, throw throw all this money and hope hope it comes in. But I mean, there's a long history of fail already piling up, so I mean, it's a bit worrisome. They're starting to look like Atlas. Oh, hey, no, we're still hey, not that bad. It's, hey, John, it's <laughs> yes, 50 sir. years counting. Six. Uh, yes, do, before Six we wrap up, do, do, uh, before we wrap up, do we have time to talk about the little spat that I got into today in Twitter? Did you get into a spat today in Twitter? I didn't do anything wrong, though. I don't know. What, what do you um, think, cheekies? That. Let's see how. Let's see how it relates to football. I guess. Uh, it does. It does relate because of, uh, of like the thing that I said about the, you know, with you know, with Hope Solo, about you know, saying you know, saying, you know. Did y'all see that that they terminated her contract in yeah, uh, in, in their league too? Yeah. What did she do that was so bad? Well, I mean, what? obviously, what it was, it was an accumulation of of whatever it is that's happened to her, and and I guess you call people want to justify it like that. I could understand, but. All she did was say that the other team played like cowards. I don't understand why that was such a terrible thing. Well, he, well here's, the, here's, here's the thing. Um, Klinsman has attacked the MLS, you know, American players, American soccer, and stuff like that. And he still has his job. And I think, you know... Maybe she I said something... Uh, like I said, I don't... Maybe she mouthed off to the wrong people. Behind you know what it, was, what it was? Yeah, you know what it was, Ronnie? You remember yeah. in, in Goodfellas when uh, they just had enough of Joe Pesci and they just whacked him? Yeah, they whacked him. That's what happened to I mean, that's what happened to Hope. So they just had enough of her. Like, you know what, Hope? You're you're enough. You're done. Uh, uh, all right, so see ya. So that's what that, that's what happened to her. Well, so basically what happened like on Twitter was that uh, um, basically I guess there was a story that uh, that I think the guys over there on the uh, next horse they, they, they started talking about the uh, this USL team, second division team or whatever from, from the Arizona from United from Arizona United. And I guess their old CEO, uh, you know, endorsed the current CEO. Or, or, yeah. Endorsed, uh, Donald Trump or, or Mike Pence, the VP. I mean, although he didn't officially endorse anybody, but you know, he, and stuff like that. So there's a uniters, uh, United, a supporters club that uh, took offense to this. And basically said, you know, hey, you know, we're not going to support you until you get, you know, rid of this guy. Well, I made a comment, you know, about the, about that, saying, what do these supporters club need a, a safe space now? Maybe a little Vagisil. And you know, certain people got upset. And you know, I stand by that. I mean, I said it, you know, jokingly in the sense, but you know. I believe in speaking your mind, and you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you sh- I, I don't like this whole, you know, political correctness. I, I don't. And I think What's politically correct or incorrect about the situation? I mean, if, if, if Robert Kraft or Jerry Jones or whoever wants to publicly endorse you know, public endorsed Bernie Sanders. I'm not, you know, and, and I'm still a fan of that club. 
I'm not going to stop going to that, to you know uh, to that club just because he has a different. I mean, I, I'm not old. I just my birthday was last week. You know, I'm not. I mean, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I mean, my at least my generation. Did you get your AARP card yet? <laughs> no, not yet. But I mean, we had you know thick skin that I can, I don't mind if you if you have a you know a different you know political you know you affiliation. People are allowed to be thin-skinned, dude. They don't have to be thick-skinned like you. They could be sensitive but, 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 and they could but, take but, offense yeah, to whatever they want. You're, you're the exception rather than the norm, right? But, but the problem, but the problem is, is, is the shaming. Even, even if it's something that you that, that you agree with, I still don't believe in that shaming. And to me, I have a huge problem with that because, you know. So, so you feel the same way about the people, the way that they're reacting with Colin Kaepernick, then? You know what? I don't agree with Colin Kaepernick, but but the thing about it is, I'm not gonna. If I was a fan of him, I, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to throw away his fucking jersey and burn it. I don't agree with it. To me, to me burning the flag is, is, is the wrong way. of it, It's like it's like rioting, and, and, and you think you're doing the right thing by burning someone else's business that, has, that, you know, that didn't do anything to you. You know? It, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, well, I think he's just an idiot, but... I'm not, I'm not going to say the band the guy or, 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 or something like that. You just have to – so, you know what, Tommy? I stand by, by what I did. You know what? Those supporters, they just need to think they're standing up. They can't expect everybody to think like them and them, you know? It's like, dude. Get over yourself. Um, you know, I have I have a lot of you know friends that know are a little flamboyant, so. but they still like, know that they're all no. about people. What's thin up? It's like the Hope Solo deal. Hope so Solo. you're thin skinned that are thin skinned. Hold on one sec. Whoa! Can you guys hear me? I had some lag issues that were that, that were no, losing. No, I'm back. I'm back. We're losing people. I'm back. So we're, we're, making, we're making political comments. I'm just asking if you're thin-skinned about people that are thin-skinned. No, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Ronnie, we we, we appreciate your your candor yeah. and how you feel. Obviously, are battled to their own opinion, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and everyone has a different opinion and if you don't like my opinion, well guess what, I'm probably not going to like your opinion but I'm not going to change my opinion of you as a person it's just or the you way should, but you People also can think that that's okay and you're right, but you shouldn't shame somebody you shouldn't have to you shouldn't shame somebody just because they have a different opinion than you I feel like you I know? should shame you right now because you're an America fan, I think I will I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm to play Hoet's favorite song I'm going to play Hoet's favorite song <laughs> Now, Guadalajara, Sades Apura Tierra Mojada. Gun to your head. Who, who sings Guadalajara better, Nat or Elvis? Oh man, I'll see. Uh, Nat King Cole played. 
but there can only be one yawn, and that's Chente. So that is only one true. dude could sing that, that in true. in my book. Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of which, we didn't play any Juan Gabriel Hey, no love for Juan Gabriel when you hear that. Juanga. I have a bad joke about Juan Gabriel. I won't say it. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it on the Twitter. It's, it's not very. It was, you know, he was a great performer. Vicente is a hell of a performer. Have you ever seen Vicente? On his horse, and he just turned his hand. And, uh, like, like what he pressed part of one beer. It's, uh, it is, it is quite a spectacle. Now, Juan Gabriel has a song, and I can't remember for the life of me what the name is. It's like 30 minutes long. And it, it, it shows it's a great song. Oh, what's the name of that song? He did, a, he did a live rendition of it, dude. Fucking phenomenal. It was like 20 minutes long. And he really got into it. Like, like even, you know. Yeah, that, I mean, I've heard this live. It's incredible. Yeah, that's really great. No me provoquen. You know, shit like that. You remember Juan Gabriel in Houston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a was an Americanista. Did he? Is he the one who sings this song, Ronnie? Did, does he sing this? Is that Juan Gabriel? Song? Is, that, is that Juan Gabriel? I don't think he was Americanista. No? I think he was rapping cholos in his, in his final days. Now and there's pictures of him wearing the, the cholo, the cholo really? jersey. Huh? Yeah. Wow. No, he lived. See, he lived right down the street from you, right? Oh, and then he lived in Santa Monica. <laughs> I have no idea, Jon. That's where he died. I know where he's in Santa Monica. Uh-huh. Well, que que en paz descanse Juan Gabriel y Hey, play the one where it's like no, with him and Rocío Durgel. No, 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 no. You know, I'm, no. I'm, I'm watching the, the Contacto Deportivo, Ronnie, and there are people outside Coapa protesting Nacho Ambriz. They want him fuera, fuera Ambriz is what they're saying. Jeez. You know, so, I, I, I don't, very, very I don't, re, I don't remember <laughs> if I, if, if I mentioned it to you guys once. Uh, back, you know, is this uh, a confessional? No, 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 no. About, about, uh, Ambris is not the problem, dude. It's, he's not that. He's not a bad coach, you know. And it's like I would keep him, even even like I was telling you know Beto earlier today, that even even if you know America doesn't win the title today, you know th- you know this th- this season, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw away the work that they've been doing. Uh, because because oh we didn't win the centenario, like come on, dude. Well, he's already said that that, that he's gone. He's already, he's already said well, that if he doesn't win, he's gone. He said it himself. I know. And then, then I said, well, that's not going to happen. And I understand that because I would, I, I mean, Belez has to look for the, for the, for the a longer, you know, he's got to see the, the big picture. And I know that, you know, Nacho Ambris is thinking, 
He knows that he lives and dies by the results, you know, by the wins and losses. He knows this in titles. But, you know, it's like I remember, you know, you know, when I was a kid, you know, playing baseball, and I was in a pretty pretty big slump. Like, you know, I was – shit, dude. Like many games where I was hitting the ball, I didn't, didn't get a hit. And I remember telling the coach, I said, hey, you know, I don't mind if you don't play me. And he's like, dude, you're doing fine. I think, what are you talking about? I'm doing fine. I said, I haven't gotten a hit in, like, I don't know how many games. And he's like, I said, you're, you're making great contact with the ball. You know, like, you know, fundamentally, I was doing everything right. Unfortunately, when I was hitting the ball, it was just two, two people. But as far as, like, you know, doing everything, hitting the ball right, line drives and everything like that, I was doing, you know, just doing fine. So I said, like, why change it? Don't start falling. Don't start falling. And, you know, I, I mean, that was like, what, 20, 20 years ago, whatever, you know, however long it was. And I still remember that because, you know, it's like, shit, sometimes you just don't, you know, you think you're doing things. You don't, you don't cross horses at midstream. <laughs> that means we got When you speak. finally got your hit, Ronnie, was it, was it a big celebration? Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. <laughs> I did love it, that. Did it finally happen that. for you? We got to stay that? with Osorio then, man. What's that? We got to stay with Osorio. That's a different story. <laughs> yeah, I that, mean, you that, know, I, that's a different story. I mean, Osorio, just you know, his whatever little hope he had left with me, he lost it completely when they asked him on Univision. He he don't don't want don't want to go to the other side. What happened to the other Bueno, pues es, uh, ahora sé cómo jugar cuando está 3 a 0. Come on. Seriously, that, that is your biggest takeaway from that? Well, what was his response? That was it. Just that's what, that, that's what his response was. His response was, when we're down 3-0, now I know how to play. What, do what a boxer does? Fucking, you know, hold tight? I mean, Really? You know, I'll, I'll never forget uh, the, the last time Pumas won. Actually, they played Monterrey in the Liguilla. They were, you know, Monterrey was still Monterrey. They hadn't, you know, they they'd come off a few championships. They were very dangerous. They struggled, but they were like they made the Liguilla. And in the first 20 minutes, they just ripped Pumas a new one. They were up 3-0 in the first 20 minutes. They were just scoring at will. And then Pumas just tightened up. They got a late second half goal, and they won the second leg 2-0, and they ended up winning. And you know, when you're done. The, the, that that's what I don't understand. It's like, geez, how could how could you not? I mean, even I know how to do that. And it just it's you know you have to shore up. And I just like I cannot believe that that he it's it's like a foreign concept to him. It's uh, it was it was it was very sad, very sad indeed. But uh, anywho, I think that this is a good spot for us to uh, to, to to wrap it up, uh, Daniel. You are you happy with uh, with Chepo and getting the, the like celebrated the the victory with Santos like it, like he won the World Cup? No, no, it was a it was a subdued uh, celebration. Subdued. I mean, it, I mean, it, it all it looked like they were just having the the time of their lives. So, are you, are you expecting good things now? You think that the that the that the train's going to get uh, turned around? And oh, I still think it's way too early to time uh, to tell. Um, it was an ugly game, but it was yeah. We'll see. I'm, I still have doubts. I understand. I understand. Well, hopefully uh, things will turn out. You know, like you know, I think everyone can appreciate a team like Santos. Hopefully they'll uh, 
they'll get it turned around. It's good that, you know, no one wants Chiapas to qualify for the year. They want a team, you know, a good team like Santos to make the league. Yeah, that, that, that's what we hope. Hopefully that'll happen for uh, Santos. It's good to have you on, Dan. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Well, we lost Joel. He probably had to go to go to work, but uh, we still have Chiquis. Chiquis, thank you very much for joining us. As always, your uh, your 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 participation in the podcast is brief, but very to the point. You're very on point when you speak. You you drop the hammer. Yeah, glad to be very here. Very frequently, very frequently. Thank you very much, Ronnie. I'm I'm, I'm sorry for your uh, for your America. It's a uh, I mean, is it the, one of the deals where they? But you say no. You say they steer the course. Don't change horses midstream. Everything everything's fine. You're like you're like Kevin Bacon in, in Animal House. The, 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 there's no reason to panic. You're where everything's okay. No, no panic. It's okay. Yet. Don't panic yet. Nah. Yeah, I agree. It's just just one loss. I mean, geez, they're still like third or fourth in the league. Yeah. You know, you know just embarrassing when you lose to your to your your heated rival in the fashion that they did at home. You know, with the with the goleada. The worst one that they'd had in like 20 years in that in that rivalry, which is just 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 brutal, it, 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 harsh. If, if they would have fired Ambris after this, or make a huge deal about not winning, you know, the Centenario, I would be worried because then that means that we're back to where we where Mexican clubs are usually, where they basically make decisions, you know. Very quickly and without, you know, seeing things through, and they react into with the press because they just don't want to feel the heat, you know, of the, of the pressure. So no, I, I I think just stay the course. Stay the course. Down points tonight. I understand. I understand. I, I agree. There's no point in in panicking. It's one loss, you know, albeit it was a huge loss. Probably you know the you know the biggest loss in five years. It was painful to watch, you know, for America fans. It's uh. It's one thing to lose to Leon, but to lose to Chivas the way they did and just no, so painful. I mean, they couldn't. I, I, it was I it was so thorough the loss. He couldn't even blame blame the refs. Like, like I, no, I, no I, I think I think more painful was the, the loss over there against the uh, in the FIFA World Club Championship because it, it's a game that they had under wraps and then they just fucking they just crapped out. That to me, that one fucking was, I was pissed at. Yeah, was that a was that worthy of a of a of a wall punch? No, no, not just, no, not that one, but close. Stab close. with a knife. <laughs> yeah. Close, close. That was yeah. close. That was just like a little forearm shiver to the door. Just a little, <laughs> just a little pop, a little pop. Well, Ronnie, thank you for joining us. As always, it was a very entertaining show. I think we had a good show tonight. Uh, so, yep. uh, as always, uh, a pleasure to visit with you and uh, and and your insights. Thank you, everybody, and of course, thanks for the folks that participated on the Dos Acero Football Podcast, whether via chat or on the call. It was a pleasure to have you guys. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be on again next Wednesday. We'll have actually a couple of Mexico games to talk about. We'll see how if some of these new players stepped up or if uh, if Osorio, you know, if he how he did 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 he did the Lord of Light come and 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 resuscitate the team or are they still uh, gonna need to be burned and buried so that they don't come back as White Walkers. We will uh, find out over the next few weeks. But this has been the Dos Acero Football Podcast. Uh, Yamerito production on SoccerChronicle.com. You can listen to us live every Wednesday night on YouTube. And, of course, you can listen to this podcast and all of our previous editions on iTunes. Thank you for joining us. We'll be with you again next week. Thank you. 